Hello, I'm James Schofield, the writer of the stories in Season 2 of this podcast, Behind the Bottom Line. Can I ask you a question? What do you really know about the people you work with? What I've learned is that everybody has an unusual story to tell about themselves. These stories might be funny, sad, or frankly weird, and over the years I've turned these people and events into short stories for various magazines. In each episode of Behind the Bottom Line, I read you my original story, and afterwards I tell you something about its real-life background. Today's story is called Weight Management, and while you're listening, maybe ask yourself, how long will it be before this vision is reality? Weight Management Nick Samuel, Director of Human Resources at Top Foods PLC, was the most popular member of the company's management team. He made sure that employees were fairly treated and, most importantly, he kept the company chairman, Jerome Jones, who liked to be called JJ, from getting too involved in what employees did on a daily basis. This wasn't easy. If JJ discovered a new trend, he'd introduce it to Top Foods without considering the consequences. The time he tried group firewalking as a team-building exercise had become a company legend. It had also put JJ and two other people in hospital with burnt feet. So Nick was a bit worried when he was called to JJ's office for a strategy meeting. Well, that's wonderful, said Nick, after JJ had explained that he wanted to improve employee health and fitness levels. I'll set up a fitness studio and... No, Nick, interrupted JJ. I'm not putting an unfit, overweight manager like you in charge of this. As Albert Frankenstein said, you can't solve problems using the same thinking you used when you created them. I think you mean Albert Einstein, JJ, not Frankenstein, said Nick. That's it, the one with the theory about relatives. I've got a different plan. Did he explain the plan? Nick's wife Claire asked when he told her about it that night. Nick shook his head. But it's okay, getting everyone healthier is what counts. He looked down at his stomach. Do you think I'm overweight? In a good way, said Claire loyally. Who wants to sleep with a beanpole? About a week later, Nick noticed something strange. Every time he tried to use his company ID card to let him in the lift, the doors refused to open. Please use the stairs, an electronic voice informed him. He also noticed that he always met the same people going up and down the stairs, the heavier employees. Bloody lift, they'd say in passing, broken again. The next surprise was at the vending machine. He wanted to buy a soft drink, but an electronic voice told him that only mineral water was available. Bloody vending machine is broken, he complained to his assistant Tony. Really? Tony answered, sipping at a bottle of lemonade. It worked fine for me. It was when Nick tried to pay for his lunch in the canteen using his ID card that he realised what was happening. 
There was a pause while the automatic cash register analysed Nick's choices. The machine then printed out a small piece of paper. Nicholas H. Samuel, ID, NHS 2887632. This meal, 1 times lasagna, 1 times portion chips, 0.5 litre soft drinks, 1 time creme caramel equals 2,500 calories. Please make a healthier selection. When Nick tried his card again, the cash register repeated the message in a loud electronic voice. This caused everybody to turn and look at Nick, who was already bright red. It took Nick just five minutes to get to JJ's office on the 12th floor, which was impressive as the lift had again forced him to use the stairs. His boss was on a treadmill. JJ, have you connected the company medical records with our ID cards? JJ got off the machine and wiped his face with a towel. Brilliant, isn't it? You use your ID card every time you call a lift or pay for something at Top Foods. What better way to help people to improve their health? You were in the test group. Nick remembered the people he'd seen on the stairs. The test group. But JJ, is it safe? asked Nick. Perfectly. Look at you. You've lost weight, haven't you? It was true. Claire had said his clothes seemed to fit him better. Next week we're rolling it out through the whole company and we're adding a program that sends popular diet recommendations to the canteen. This is a health revolution. Then the trouble began. The lifts didn't let anybody into them. The vending machines only offered water and the cash registers lectured people about their food choices. The canteen chef came to see Nick in tears because the programme kept changing its recommendations. This week we are vegan, last week it wanted gluten-free, the week before it insisted on the paleo plan. I can't work like this. Teething problems, said JJ. Tomorrow I'll eat in the canteen to set an example. The next day, everybody watched as JJ went to pay for his tofu burger, green salad and wheatgrass juice. Just as with Nick, the register produced a piece of paper. JJ looked at it. That's ridiculous, he said. Nick held his breath. The cash register didn't like disagreement, nor did JJ. Soya is genetically modified, the electronic voice lectured. We recommend colonic irrigation. The dispute was short but loud and ended with JJ pouring his wheatgrass juice on the register, causing the system to crash. And that, said Nick cheerfully to Claire that evening, is the end of that. I'm so glad. So, what's for supper tonight? Or shall I order us a pizza? Actually, said Claire, I've made broccoli and brown rice as part of our new macrobiotic diet. We really should do something for our health, don't you think? Weight Management was published by Business Spotlight in 2014. And in it we see the reappearance of 
a character who comes up quite regularly in my stories. That's um, Nick Samuel, who works for a company called Top Foods and has a idiot boss called Jerome Jones or JJ for short. And I'm quite fond of JJ because he represents different elements of uh, all the idiot bosses that you've ever worked with um, uh, over your working life. Um, and last time we saw Nick was in Full Moon. Um, and in Full Moon, uh, I made a little bit of fun of the topic of how companies worked uh, or how companies um, introduced diversity. And in this story, weight management, uh, I make a little bit of fun of how companies approach the topic of wellness uh, in the company. And the whole area of wellness, I have to admit, as a boomer, is something that is a little bit um, foreign to me. Uh, when I was growing up as a teenager or in my 20s, um, the idea of going to a gym or a fitness studio would be uh, totally inconceivable. And I have to say that I find this obsession, I've, this is an obsession is something that I don't really understand. Um, young men's obsession with looking buff just didn't exist when I was a teenager. Take my teenage self uh, and put him down into uh, today's society. I you know, probably have never got myself a girlfriend or got married or anything. I sometimes think this obsession with looking buff is not dissimilar to some women's obsession with having the so-called bikini figure. Um, and uh, I don't think either of them are really healthy because what they are about is how you look to outside people, not how healthy you actually are. But that's not really an issue that I tackle in weight management. Um, what I think is although I'm making fun of it, what I think is maybe a little bit more sinister is the whole question of company wellness programs. Um, I remember getting really irritated at work when on the lifts and on the staircases, uh, we started seeing motivational slogans and mottos to encourage us to use the stairs. Uh, and they irritated me so much that I started using the lift an awful lot more than I did previously, um, simply because I resented being told uh, what to do, which sounds a bit childish. I, I fully agree. Um, but uh, there is a slightly more sinister element to company wellness programs um, when the company starts collecting the data um, that these wellness programs often ask you to provide. Now, in... Some countries, I think that's pretty well regulated and that isn't really a problem. But in other countries, it can be an issue. For example, in the US, wellness programs, something like two thirds of companies offer wellness programs. It's a six billion dollar business. Um, but what people very often don't realize, not uh, the people who participate, but also their companies don't realize, is that the data that they these wellness vendors collect uh, is not always secure. First of all, from uh, hackers, these are quite these databases are quite often targets for hackers. Um, but secondly, some of the wellness providers are 
able to sell the data that they collect to, for example, insurance companies, which could then have a consequence for uh, an employee if they reveal something in their uh, in a questionnaire that could then have an impact on whether they can get insurance in the future or on their insurance premiums. So I think it's something which is a little bit suspect. I also think these wearables uh, a lot of companies, a lot of tech companies are touting are dodgy. First of all, on a purely practical level, is that they don't always provide accurate data. Uh, And secondly, because it's a form really of tracking where you are and what you're up to. Um, And this seems to me And this seems to me, with regard to data privacy, something that we should be really very careful about simply accepting as being what we need. And finally, of course, uh, weight management pokes a little bit of fun at the different diets that are available. One of the things which I find most confusing about modern life is which diet you're supposed to actually follow. So I hope you enjoyed weight management and I hope also that whatever diet you follow not only keeps you healthy, it also keeps you happy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bottom Line. Thanks to people who've written to me saying what they think about the stories. I was especially flattered by Sandra who said, after listening to the CBO, that I was her favourite butterfly. Please subscribe on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcast or whichever app you use to make sure you never miss an episode. And tell your friends, write an online review or write to me directly at james.rupert.schofield at gmail.com to let me know what you think. Until the next episode of Behind the Bottom Line, this is James Schofield saying goodbye.